Uh, today is Mother's Day, and I'm going to show you a photo. Here is my mother on the left uh, with her children, uh, four children. I have no reason to show you this. It has nothing to do with the sermon, other than I just like to share it, because I love my mom. Uh, this was taken almost 50 years ago. I am the adorable little three-year-old uh, in suspenders, um, peering into the future, <laughs> thinking about what lies ahead. We're uh, in Florida there on the back of my grandfather's boat, um, and, uh, and uh, my mom uh, loved, loves her children. My mom loves, still loves, continues to love her children. Uh, but uh, it is great to be together. And, you know, uh, it is a special day today, Mother's Day. It is a time for us to celebrate moms, and, it, and, uh, and we should. Uh, I do want to recognize, though, for a moment, that uh, as happy a, a, of a day that this can be, it can also be a sad day uh, for multiple reasons. You know, for some people who might have lost their mother, this can become a day not of, of, of happiness, but maybe just a, a day of remembering um, and a day of, of even mourning. Um, but it can, you know, maybe maybe you haven't lost your mother. Maybe you you just didn't have a good relationship with your mother. You know, there's a lot of reasons, and I think it's important for us as a family to remember that as well. Uh, that we keep in mind those people uh, in our in our number here who may also be hurting a little bit today as well. I do want to uh, say one of the great things that Jesus said about the church is that in the church we do have a lot of mothers, don't we? Uh, or mother-like figures in, in the church. And, um, and that's a very special thing. Nobody ever will take the place of your mother, of course. That's not what Jesus was saying. But Jesus is saying because of the family and because of our relationships, that there are women in the church that, have, that become like mothers to us, uh, spiritual mothers. Um, and, um, and I think it's important, uh, you know, on this day also that we, we remember those women as well. And so I would encourage you at some point today, if there's somebody in your life who was like a spiritual mother, that you take that time today to call them or reach out to them or give them a hug and just say thank you for the love uh, that uh, they showed to you as well. Uh, today I want to just remind you of one uh, amazing thing, and that is this. Moms can move God. Moms can move God. Um, I'm going to read to you in a few minutes from John chapter 2 and, and share with you what I mean. But, you know, through the years, uh, many uh, mothers have taught us a great deal of things, have they not? For example, uh, a mother has taught us to appreciate a job well done uh, by saying things like, hey, I just finished cleaning. If you're going to kill yourself, kill, if you're going to kill each other, do it outside. <laughs> Or moms teach us about religion. You know, you better pray that comes out of the carpet, right? You know those. Moms can teach us about logic sometimes. Why? Because I said so. That's why. Moms will teach us about irony. Keep laughing and I'll give you something to cry about. Moms have taught us about the science of osmosis. Shut your mouth and eat your dinner, right? Moms teach us about contortionism, believe it or not. Will you look at the dirt on the back of your neck? <laughs> Moms teach us about endurance. You'll sit there till that spinach is finished, right? Or moms teach us about the weather. This room of yours looks as if a tornado just went through. Moms teach us about hypocrisy. If I told you once, I've told you a million times, don't exaggerate. That one takes a minute. And then, of course, 
the best. Moms teach us the circle of life. Do they not? They say, I brought you into this world and I can take you out. Yes. Through the years, moms have taught us a great number of lessons in our life. And moms can be so easy to love because moms can be so sacrificial. A teacher gave her second graders a lesson on the magnet and all the things and properties of a magnet. The next day, in a written test, she included this question. My full name has six letters. The first one is M. I pick up things. What, I, what am I? The teacher was astonished to find that almost 50% of the students answered the question, not with the word magnet, but with the word mother. <laughs> it was Abraham Lincoln who said, no man is poor who has had a godly mother. And there's an old proverb that says, an ounce of mother is worth a ton of priests. You know, moms are very moving, and moms are easy to love. But one thing that we can learn from the scriptures when we read about moms is this. Moms can move God. Let me read to you from John chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. John chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, it says, On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then, one, then he told them, now draw some of it out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not real, realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you, you've saved the best till now. Verse 11 says, What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory. And his disciples believed in him. This is a great story about Jesus and his mom. And kind of like what Dave was saying just a few minutes ago, it was one of those miracles that doesn't seem to really be planned. You know, it was just something that happened that Jesus was prompted. And there's so many lessons that we can learn from this passage that I read to you. For example, we could spend some time talking about just the servant heart of God, right? Jesus, representing God, being a servant. His first miraculous sign in which he reveals his glory was what? Refreshments at a party, right? What an amazing servant heart of God. We could talk a little bit about the creativity of God, right? God didn't just, you know, you know, poof and just made wine come out of, no, he actually used ordinary things that were already there and pulled them together to do extraordinary feats. I mean, we can talk a little bit about the creativity of God. We could talk about the humility of God, right? 
I mean, again, going back to this is the first sign in which he reveals his glory to his followers. You know, if it were, you know, he, he just barely does something. I mean, it's very subtle. Not everybody even saw it. I mean, if I was in charge of revealing God's glory through the first move, I would probably ch- uh, choose something much bigger. You know, I would be, you know, something like a Broadway show, you know, something with a stage and lights and smoke and, you know, and, and, and curtains and music. But Jesus, because of the humility of God, chooses something very simple to reveal his glory. We could talk about the willingness of God. His willingness, that God was willing to be persuaded. He had a plan. You know, clearly Jesus wasn't going to do it. That wasn't part of the, he, well, I shouldn't say he had a plan. He, he, he didn't have a plan. He wasn't going to do it. This wasn't part of his plan. But he was willing to be persuaded. Amen. And it shows the willingness of God. So there's a lot of things that we could talk about from this passage. But the one thing I want to talk about is this. Moms can move God. You see, this whole episode, this whole situation that we just looked at was prompted by whom? A mom. And not just a mom, Jesus' mom. This whole thing was prompted by the faith of a mom. You know, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love this, that that. that there's a problem and Jesus comes to her son and says, son, will you take care of this problem? And Jesus gives a little resistance. He's like, you know, it's not time. And, 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 and Jesus's mom doesn't even respond to that. She just turns to the people around and says, yeah, just do whatever he tells you to do, okay? She, isn't that a classic mom thing? Moms can be so persuasive. I remember one time we were visiting my mom in Florida and we had literally just arrived. I mean, the, you know, we, were, we, we had our bags in hand. We just got to her place and we got there. I said, hey, mom. And she said, hey, the neighbors need to move the refrigerator. So I need you to go over there and move the refrigerator. And I said, hey, good to see you, too. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm here as well. And uh, she's like, yeah, just go. And, uh, and I'm literally like still holding my bags. But you know what I did? I went and moved the refrigerator. <laughs> you know why? Because that's the power of a mom. That's exactly what a mom can do. But you can believe in a mom. Mom's faith is contagious, isn't it? My mom tells a story about me when I was really young that I came home from school and declared to her that I was the smartest kid in my class. And she said, she said to me, she said, you are? How do you know? And I looked at her kind of like, you know, confused. And I said, because you told me I was. <laughs> Just saying, the faith of a mom is so contagious. Why? Because moms, you can move God. Moms moving God is a theme throughout the scriptures. Take Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1, who was completely barren and childless, the Bible says. And she begged God, begged God. And God gave her a son who ended up becoming the great prophet Samuel. Take the, 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 the widow who was also a mother in 1 Kings chapter 17, who shared her meal with the prophet Elijah and had very little left. But God worked through Elijah to provide her an endless supply of food 
after that. And then later in the story, when her son died, Elijah came and raised her son from the dead. That was a mom moving God. Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, Paul clearly credits Timothy's faith to whom? His mom and his grandma. Two moms. You know, I mean, again, the power of a mom moving God. And then, of course, Jesus. In Luke chapter 7, Jesus was entering a city and they were bringing out somebody who had just recently passed away. And it was the son of a mom, her only son. And she was a widow. And she never said a thing to Jesus. Jesus was just so moved. He went over and raised the boy from the dead. I mean, again, moms. Moms can move God. Now, am I teaching that God shows favoritism? No. Am I saying that God loves some people more than other people? No. But what I am saying is that being a mom is tough sometimes. Being a mom can be lonely. Being a mom can mean going unlistened to. Being a mom can mean being unappreciated or taken for granted, while all at the same time being sacrificial and being hardworking. What I'm saying is sometimes... A mom can feel useless or ineffective or afraid or full of worry. And moms, you have to remember that the faith of a mom can move God. Your kids may not listen to you, but God listens to you. God listens to you. And your kids do listen to you. Sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, you're like, your kids may not listen to you. Anyway, that, that didn't come out right. But God listens to you. That was the point. Why? Moms, you can move God. So moms, let me ask you this question. Let me just gently encourage you with this. What are you praying about? What are you praying about, moms? Maybe you're praying about your families. Maybe you're praying about your home. What is it that you're praying about? Children, whether they're in kid form or grown-up form, are not always the, the brightest of creatures, right? They don't always listen, they don't always think, and sometimes they don't even care. But remember, moms, one of the greatest advantages you have is your faith. And your faith, it can move God. It can move God. You know, as we close out today, our series on the resurrection, you know, because we've been start, uh, talking about the resurrection on Sundays now for 40 days after we celebrated the uh, resurrection uh, for Easter. You know, as we talk about moms, and this Sunday falls within those 40 days. So I was really combing through the scriptures about the resurrection, trying to find a connection. Well, is there a connection? Is there anything particular about a mom in the resurrection? Of course, we know Jesus's mom was there with him when he died, but specifically talking about the resurrection. And I found one connection, one thing, one thing that, that can almost go unnoticed if you don't pay attention. And that's according to Mark 16, verse one of the few people, you know, the small group of women that went on Sunday morning to visit the tomb of Jesus of this small little group of women, at least one of them was a mom. It was a mom. And this makes sense 
It made sense to me when I thought about this because this points to what we're talking about, the faith of a mom, the, the, the unwillingness to yield of a mom, the, the relentless belief of a mom. In a time when Jesus had died and all of his followers, their hopes were dashed, that it was over. Even though he had told them he'd come back, they didn't understand. They didn't get it. It didn't make sense. They were sad. They were heartbroken. But even in the midst of all of that, who was it that still got up and went? This group of women, including a mom. This is what we're talking about. This is the faith of God. And of course, of course, they, uh, they experienced the greatest of all miracles. They were the first to experience it, the resurrection of Jesus. This is what's amazing. You know, a mom's relentless belief can be very powerful. I'm going to show you a video. And this is a video somebody sent to me uh, about a duck, and a mama duck. And uh, it's only a couple, uh, maybe like 60 seconds long. But just take a look at this and watch the belief of a mom at work. (laughs) Yes. You know, makes you cry a little bit because it's, it's a duck, but it's a mama duck who would not give up until all of her baby ducks were together. This is the relentless and powerful faith of a mom. Moms, always remember, you can move God. Happy Mother's Day. Let's stand up and close out with one more time.